Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey friends, uh, great to be with you here for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Wanted to uh, again, talk a little bit about what we spoke about in our last cast on psychological slavery. And if you haven't had a chance to hear that, I'd really recommend that just to understand a little bit better what we're going to talk about today. But in short, it's really that, uh, you know, we become slaves as we submit to the wrong authority in our lives fear, shame, guilt worry. These are things that are terrible dictators that create inner tyranny, inner turmoil. And uh, as believers, we really need to break the mental traps of circular thinking. And that's what I want to talk a little bit today with you, how to break uh, the circular thoughts that go round and round and round that create the psychic noise that we spoke about last cast. Now, one author says a circular thought are ideas that appear in our minds that don't lead to any solution, but instead, they, but instead they just stay there going over the same subject over and over and over without contributing to anything construct, constructive. These are mental traps, or uh, we could say they are mental blocks. Some people have uh, mental blocks in their learning or education um, maybe, uh, you know, there's that old record in our, in our minds from past, uh, trauma or from bad decisions. And, um, you know, maybe that statement of, you know, you know, someone may have said you're a loser, won't attribute to anything. And therefore that's something that is kind of like the mantra in the mind and in the soul that creates a self-defeatism where where we can be afraid of failure or afraid of taking a step of faith, knowing that, um, you know, that voice, that psychic noise, that uh, unresolved conflict in our mind uh, holds us back every single time. But really, if you, uh, you know, how do we break circular thoughts or circular thinking? Well, there's a couple ways and, uh, and and just like a train on a track, uh, we have to switch tracks to go to a new destination. And um, in our day and age, when things are escalating and accelerating, for that matter, in so many uh, strange and bad directions, the, the believer in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, must do what David did. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And uh, remember, David, in that chapter, he had lost the wives and, and, and kids. Uh, he was, uh, the mighty men wanted to stone him. There was just great uh, discouragement and or, um, you know, just the, his mighty men, his closest men wanted to stone him. And they were so angry with him. And David found comfort in nothing else but in the Lord. And I'm just saying today, um, we need to do the same thing David did. And we see this also in Jude 21, building up ourselves in the most holy faith, keeping ourselves in the love of God, 
and looking for mercy. These are three great ways to encourage ourselves, building ourselves up in the most holy faith. What is God saying? What is God uh, writing in his Bible? That is a living reality, regardless of if we see it or not. It's a living reality that will one day uh, be realized, if not already. Uh, in our own personal lives, keeping ourselves in the love of God, letting God love us. So very important to, um, you know, sometimes we look for uh, things or people to love us the way we need to, and they don't. And that that creates loneliness, frustration. So we want to be loved by the right things and uh, the right way and that we want God to just let, let him love us. And then thirdly, looking for mercy having an, an expectation of his mercy to uh, derail, uh, mercy derails guilt, mercy derails shame, mercy derails the, the negative or destructive thought patterns. You know, talking with people that uh, are depressed or uh, suicidal or uh, just just despondent, you know, what, what, what do we all need? We need to hear the voice of mercy. We need to fellowship with mercy in second Corinthians four, one, we need to receive mercy. We need to focus on mercy uh, because circular thinking, what it does is it just analyzes the problem. We see it from so many directions. We're so intoxicated by the problem uh, we're crippled by the problem because that's all that we see. And it just goes round and round and round. So we need something to break that pattern. And remember, the devil always works in patterns. The devil is not creative. He is not creative. So uh, we need to break that pattern. We need to disrupt and to um, derail circular thinking. So uh, you know, I love this passage here in Isaiah chapter 43, uh, eight, uh, 80, 18 through 20. It says, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Now, right away, um, you know, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says the same thing. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. Uh, we have to decide same with Philippians 3.13, reaching for those things that are ahead and forgetting those things that are behind. We have to decide right away uh, what is old and what is new. And the worst trap of all is trying to correct something in our past, uh, either using the wrong uh, tools or trying to change something that can never be changed. This is where I think a lot of frustration happens. But how do we forget those things that are that are in the past that maybe uh, impact our present? We need to uh, introduce a new way of thinking, a new uh, what we call replacement uh, a replacement mindset, where instead of trying to fix what is broken, we need to step into a new place and initiate something new. And this is what the passage is saying here. In Isaiah 43, 19, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Ye shall, ye shall not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Okay, he goes on to say, uh, he gives some opposites where, um, you know, is there, you know, is there a, um, 
a a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I mean, these are like antonyms. They're like opposites, we could say. But this is the beautiful thing about God is faith disrupts circular thinking. Okay, so let's say we have a um, a besetting sin in Hebrews 12.1, and it says to lay aside anything that causes us to fall again in the same area. It doesn't say analyze it. It doesn't say um, necessarily study it. Uh, circular thinking, again, there's no solution introduced. There's no real critical thinking. It's just the same mantra. It's the same statement. It's the same run-on sentence. And God is saying here, listen, I want to do a new thing. And how do I do a new thing? Well, you have to receive something new. This is key. Uh, If I am not receiving something from God new in in an area such as a besetting sin, then guess what? The more we try, the more we will fail. The more we try not to sin, the more miserably we will sin. So, Grace does a beautiful derailing of circular thinking where it's something that's outside of ourself creating something that will move us forward. Now, I want you to catch that because, you know, in our humanistic natural thinking, um, we think that we have to fix ourselves or we have to pick up um, the, the, our bootstrap, pick, us our, pick ourselves up by the bootstraps and move us forward. Well, grace does the impossible thing where we receive the love of God and the heart of God, and it creates something out of nothing. And this is, so how do things change? Well, first of all, we're receiving something that we cannot produce. Secondly, we are revolving around something that we cannot produce. So if I'm, what I'm seeing and hearing or around you know, if I'm around negative people, eventually I will become negative. If I'm around uh, doubters, I will eventually become a doubter. If I'm around um, cynical people, sarcastic people, um, short-sighted people, this will eventually impact my life and your life. So therefore, we want to revolve around things that are greater than us. That's why coming to church, being with other faith-filled believers uh, it impacts us. It leads us beyond ourselves. So circular thinking is broken up or disrupted by stepping into a new place and revolving around something new, new, never been used, n- not something that we maintain. You know, um, I-, I think this time is a real test for believers because um, it's a separating between the wheat and the tares. Uh, we're seeing uh believers, and I'm not criticizing or judging them, we're just defining and discerning the situation where many are caving to the cultural uh, flavor of the day. And um, and they're saying strange things and having a terrible testimony to the, to the kingdom of God. That is between them and God. But we as Christians, we need integrity. We need backbone. We need to be uh, receiving from God because the warfare around us is greater than anything that we can overcome. But in 1 John 3, 8, Jesus manifested, destroys the works of the devil. So how do you deal with warfare in your life? Well, we don't take it personal because we know the devil is going after Jesus in our life, but we manifest Christ. We lean into Christ. We don't try to be strong. We don't try to uh, 
be a theological professor. We just throw ourselves and collapse in the arms of love. And we focus and fill our hearts with truth. This is so key. So this breaks circular thinking. You know, someone might say, oh, this always happens to me. You know, this, this bad thing or just our confession really creates a reality in our lives. We have to be so careful that our confession really uh, creates a declaration, good and bad, faith or by sight. Well, the new thing, the new thing, you know, how do we encourage ourselves? Well, we, we can't just focus on what's going on around us only. You know, we look at the news, we look at uh, shifts in our nation, shifts in our world, the, the antagonism of the devil, the resistance against uh, spiritual things. And don't, don't be naive. Um, it will not get better. But what will get more amazing is the manifestation of Christ. And he'll take care of his people. This is, this is our great assurance. God takes care of his people. Just look, at, just look at the nation of Israel. Those that walked with God, he took care of them. And he will perfect those things which concern us in Psalm 138, verse 8. But um, we need to derail. Just like in temptation, uh, there's that suggestion. And then all of a sudden, it, like we said last cast, it, it, it touches a reflection in our heart, something unresolved. It, it becomes energized. And all of a sudden, it, the impulses cause us to uh, cave to sin. So how do we derail it? Or how I call it, like jersey barriers. How do we slow down the momentum for uh, falling into sin? And th these jersey barriers um, are are what we're talking about here. They are truths from the Bible that lead us into a new place, a new self-image, a new, uh, you know, looking forward. Because guess what? We cannot change our past. That might, that might be Captain Obvious, but it's, we fall into circular thinking and we relate to ourselves based on the natural man. But in Ephesians 4.24, we are to put on the new man that's created after holiness and righteousness. That is how the, uh, the circular thinking is broken. And we enter into what's called linear thinking. And I don't want to limit it to that, but limit linear thinking is cause and effect. But in this in this sense, how I mean it is we enter into advancement. We enter into steps that move us forward um, rather than going around in circles. And we know what happens when we go around in circles. It's like a drain. We just go down, 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 down. But when there's linear or forward thinking, uh, moving forward into a new place, like every day, Lord, today your mercies are new. I want to step into those mercies today. What's mercy saying to me today? What's grace saying to me today? What is love? Love thinks no evil. Therefore, anytime I think evil about myself or other people, I'm not operating in love. And it profits me nothing in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 2. So breaking the cycle, the breaking the manufactured cycles where our old sin nature, our genetical uh, disposition always leads us to the dust in 119.25 of Psalms. So we want to step into a new place because otherwise <clears throat> we see in our world and we see this in the church too. And again, I say these things not to criticize, but to say, hey, listen, as Christians, we got to wake up. Uh, we got to wake up 
and um, we have to lean into the Lord. Um, and I'm not saying we have to be strong in our natural disposition, but we need to be strong in the grace of God in 2 Timothy 2.1. We need to lean in. We need to be more dependent uh, than ever on Christ. Because in our world, we're seeing, even in the church, underdeveloped people, under-challenged people, and Christians that are bored. This is how what happens. Under-challenged, underdeveloped equals boredom. And I think more than ever, we are to take steps of faith to do the opposite of what the atmosphere is saying. You know, we hear this word safety, safety health-wise, safety money-wise, safety future-wise. The safest place that you and I could ever be is where God has placed us, where God has placed us. And where God has placed you, you are anointed. That could be anywhere geographically. There's really no safe place. You're either in the will of God, protected by God, or not. You could be in a very secure facility, right? And if it's not the will of God, you're not safe, no matter how many locks or how many guards or how many whatever is surrounding you. If God himself has not placed you there, guess what? It's a dangerous place. And by the way, so what about danger? So what about risk analysis? Uh, I, I love David's uh, mighty men. They were chafed in the mind. They were so won over and persuaded to the will of God and the will of David. They did not live in um, risk management. So we need to address that in our life where for us to live is Christ and to die is gain in Philippians 1.21. That doesn't mean we're reckless, but in some cases, uh, we may take risks that we have confidence that God has led us. You know, um, my brother recently took a trip to the Middle East, and he said this statement. He said, um, he said, what is the secret the devil has been hiding in this area that uh, you know, that Christians fear going in these areas. And they were there ministering the gospel, and the openness was incredible. And you know what? I would say the same thing. What, what is the secret in your life uh, that the devil is trying to hide to keep you and I thinking in, in circular, going around and around and around and around, and nothing, nothing comes of it? Tiredness, chronic fatigue, um, defeatisms. These are all um, aspects of circular thinking. You know, it's just like the Israelites, 40 years in the desert should have taken them much less if they went in the right direction. 40 years in circles. Um, God was faithful to them all the way through, but there is a, there's a tragic example of, of not moving in forward thinking, you know, or in advancing in the will of God. Well, uh, derail, step into a new place. You know, I talked to a, a married couple recently, married many years, and and uh, the the ball of wires, the conflict, the tension, the problem, the, the he said, she said, what he or she's not doing. I said, you know what? This is impossible to fix. God needs to crucify it and remake it. And this is what we're talking about when we say step into a new place. It means that we get rid of the ledger. That's a big thing. We let go of the offenses of people around us. And we step into a new place and say, Lord, I am yours. Uh, the consequences are yours. 
and let's move together in faith. And you know what? There's a freedom there and there is a healing there, stepping into a new place. If I'm trying to fix something that is old, it's like putting new wine in old wineskins. It's not going to work. It's going to break every time. There needs to be a new approach. We need to be receiving something new. We need to have God minister something new to our hearts. Reach forward to those things that are before us in Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Uh, without it, it's the same old, same old. And eventually, uh, under-challenged, uh, underdeveloped, and boredom will set in and we will become a casualty. So as believers in Hebrews 12, 12, we are... Uh, we are strengthening other believers, lifting up the feeble hands and strengthening the feeble knees. Um, otherwise, it's all about us, and we're in a we're in a crazy, um, exaggerated time where it's entitlement, it's self-absorption, it's all about addressing um, things that really uh, cannot be dealt with unless there's the cross. You know, and we know the, the, the cultural polarization that's going on right now. And uh, it's not about flesh and blood. It's a spiritual matter. So if Christians don't address the, spirit, the, the natural matters with spiritual tools, the natural will always prevail. We have to address these things on our knees. We have to address these things before God and be the change. And what I mean by be the change is we're initiating another kingdom. We're initiating another kingdom. We have to initiate truth. We have to initiate something new and revolve around something other than ourselves. Because you know what? We're miserable. We are miserable people if all we care about is what affects our life. And I think some Christians are really waking up because they see um, prophecy being fulfilled. They, we see our need for God, and really there's no other answer outside of truth in the Bible. And then some are distancing themselves, some are caving, some are, um, you know, denying the Lord. And you know what? That's between them and God, and we're not their judge. But it's not going to be you. It's not going to be me by the grace of God, because why? We're breaking circular thinking. And this is why, you know, vain philosophies create such complexities. Uh, sophisticated darkness is always broken through simple faith, childlike faith, and stepping into a new direction. Like, okay, God, what's today going to look like? What are you going to do today? Uh, I want to be quiet before you and really hear what the Spirit is saying, not only to the church, but to my life personally. Step into a new place today. Um, you know, turn off the record player or the mantra or the cadence that is drowning uh, you or creating destructive thought patterns or, you know, why does someone want to give up? It's because they're, they're living in circular thinking. Some might say, oh, I can't get free. That's a lie. That's not true. The devil always wants to say you can't do something uh, but God says, you can do all things through me who strengthens you. So the whole point is this, is where is our focus? Where are we stepping? Where are we listening? Where are we looking? Derail the circular thinking today. Uh, 
confess those things that are not as though they are. Confess truth today. Confess faith today. Uh, prayerfully on your knees, confess those things that God's put in your heart. Don't confess doubt. Don't confess sight. Don't confess worry or fear. It's easy to do. What does that do? That just strengthens the, the resolve for uh, circular thinking. So as we step into a new place, new things happen. New thoughts are born. New experiences are made. New uh, things are processed in our heart. And what happens is as we move forward, just like the mirror in the car, the things which are behind get smaller and smaller. And that's the point. That's why our windshield is so much larger than our rear, our rear window. Because God, and just like the armor of God, we are not meant to, to move backwards. We're meant to move forward. There's no armor for the back. Why? Because we're not made to go backwards. We're not meant to retreat. So again, uh, new steps of faith. What is grace going to share with me today? What is faith going to impart to my life today? What is grace going to, uh, what living reality will it show us today? Well, I think that's good. This is a way to encourage ourselves today, building ourselves up in the most holy faith, looking for mercy, and keeping ourselves in the love of God. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.